Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Nutrition Lifestyles with Kim and Joanne. I'm Joanne. And I'm Kim. And today, sorry guys, I had like a little, little laugh in my there. Today, we're going to be talking about extremes people go through to get the perfect body or the perfect physique on different parts of their body. And the reason why we're bringing this up is because we have seen an uptick. There's always been an interest in body modification, whether that is getting bigger breasts or bigger lips or bigger booty. It seems like now people want to go back to the thin lollipop head look. <laughs> now, if that is your natural physique, no shame in the game. But the reason why we bring this up, there was a um, there was a social influencer. I don't even know what to call her, but I'm not going to call her name. And she wanted to fit into a particular dress. And she went on an extreme diet to fit into this particular dress that she walked the carpet on. This particular dress was owned by um, another famous socialite. <laughs> and you know what I'm talking about? Absolutely. A, B, C, D, E, F, G, H, I, J, <laughs> fill in the blank. <laughs> so yes, we're not calling any names. We're definitely not calling any names. Um, but we're realizing that people go through this body modification and we just wanted to talk about it. Yeah, I mean, I've seen a lot of it going on and it's not just women, y'all. Because one of the first things that made me like, we need to talk about this is I saw a guy, black guy on Instagram, I think it was. And his little video, he had had surgery to go to increase his height. Oh, I've seen those. So he, I feel like he was maybe five, seven or five, five, something like that. Mm -hmm. And he went from that height to you know, growing maybe three more inches. What do they do? Do they add rods? How do they? I'm assuming that's what they did. It was an orthopedic surgery that they did. Here in the United them. States of America? It, I believe it was in the United States. And the reason, one of the reasons that he said he needed to do this is because he wasn't getting any girls. Oh, okay. So it's and he was now. like, he was like, women are, I don't know if he is, because I don't know if he is getting girls now because he, had just finished or he was still going through the recovery period I, I feel like um uh-huh. he was like girls are more attracted to tall men and so he needed to do this extreme surgery oh my god and I guess he felt like the risks outweighed the um the benefits outweighed the risks I mean he felt like the benefits outweighed the risks of cutting bone adding metal and elongating him you know, let, let me just address that because I don't want us to get into one of those conversations, like these men versus women conversations. <laughs> but I was speaking to a friend last week, Friday, and we were talking about the issue of height and how some mm-hmm. short men think that, you know, women want a certain height. But she says she has a friend. He's short, but super duper confident, like he's stepping up in the place like he's six, seven. You right. know what I'm saying? Right, And it's not about height. It's how you carry that height, how confident you are, how erect are your shoulders rolled back or are you slouching forward? So I think men tend to have a very oversimplified perspective on women. 
it's not about the height. It's how you make a woman feel, mm-hmm. how confident you are with mm-hmm. your insecurities and how that, that is displayed. So I'm just going to put that one to, to rest for sure. Absolutely. It's not a man, man versus woman situation that we're talking about here. I mean, I see extremes on both sides. Of course, mm-hmm. the women more on social media um, talking about it or addressing it or focusing on the changes that they've made that's extreme Mm -hmm. excuse me but I think people for health purposes there's extremes that we go to we we like we skip a steps a b and c and go straight extreme Mm-hmm. Because again, we do live in a lazy, we live in a lazy society in the sense that mm-hmm. we don't, we want microwave right. results. We don't want to work at getting the results and sustainable results take work. Correct. Correct. So you know? with someone like him, and this brings me to like a whole nother physically, two other physically altering procedures so for someone like him who well my plates have fused my pubis synthesis whatever those plates are that you know cause <laughs> growth, growth spurt would you say that's an extreme if buddy just really want to hoop on the basketball court like I feel like that's an extreme it's an extreme I, I know several people the height that he would he is or was, if I remember correctly, I think it was five, seven. I know several people who have found spouses who have married. That was his, he didn't say anything about sports and athleticism. He was talking about getting them girls. Okay. That's what he was talking about. And I know several people who've married people who are of that height because there are short girls who don't want a really super duper tall man. Right, right, right. There is, there is. Is it worth doing all that? I guess maybe for him it is like honestly it's such a touchy topic it's such a touchy topic because I feel like here here's the other side end of the spectrum let's talk about women Mm -hmm. we've spoken about this topic before Joanne I'm not gonna make you uncomfortable but let's talk about it dying stasis rectum right okay so my I have a diastasis recti if you guys don't know what that is so after my first pregnancy, um, I had a history of a hernia. I think my mom told me I had a hernia when I was a baby. And that actually can predispose you for the diastasis occurring. And so for me, after I had my first, and then now I have had five, I have like a two and a half, three finger wide um, space between like right there in my um, abdomen. And so if I were to lay down, you would see like the skin sink through and mm-hmm. also um, I could put three fingers in. So I've done the work, you know, having a diastasis recti also increases my risk of back issues, back pain. So I've done the work of making sure that I strengthen my core, strengthen my back, um, doing the things that I need to do. And it has decreased, but the minute I eat something, it pops out. So mm-hmm. I've, I've seen a plastic surgeon who has recommended that's what I need to do because he's like it's going to keep opening back up the way it's you know your abdomen is structured it's going to keep opening back up so I've weighed the pros and the cons to that as well like what is the pro okay every time I drink 
an ounce, my stomach is not going to protrude and pop out like I'm pregnant or something. Does it um, hurt? Huh? Does it hurt when you eat or drink? No, no, not at all. It doesn't hurt at all. Um, is it, it's, it's an aesthetics thing because it, it doesn't hurt, but what has had happened before, like when I do my workouts and I get back to being Joanne, that how my body feels its best, it's closer. It's close. Um, the, the space is, uh, closer together is what I'm trying to say. So the space is closer together and I see less of my, I feel like my insides are about to spill out because I felt that like when the space is open, I feel like I see stuff poking through. Like I remember um, feeling like, okay, is that poop? Like I can actually see the poop moving through um, because <laughs> the space was so open. Uh, but so there's an aesthetic. So I'm not in pain. So the aesthetic of that is I don't want that space to be wide open and looking like that. But then somebody say, if you're not in pain, why, why would you go through that? Why would you go through surgery? So I haven't decided whether I, I would go to, through surgery for that or not. Cause right now I'm happily married. I'm not looking for a spouse, like somebody who may have, you know, baby single, maybe like, I don't want that to turn anyone off. Like I carry these babies for you, dude. So my husband, <laughs> is, oh, he knows my body has changed. He's seen the changes. Um, and he's cool. He has never pressured me to do anything of the nature when it comes to surgery. So that's something that I've thought about. Um, I'm not quite there yet of whether I would want to go in to get that fixed. Um, but somebody may look at it and say, you know, what's the difference between you and dude who is trying to get taller? Gotcha. So basically what I'm hearing you say, because, you know, you started off and you mentioned that back issues you know the risk of back issues and I feel uh -huh. like once your back is gone your whole body like oh yeah throw, throw the whole body away so would you say it's different to have a quote-unquote cosmetic procedure if it's for health reasons versus for if it's vanity and the reason I say that I have a I have a friend we're still in contact um she's also Haitian when we were in high school she had very large breasts. And in high school, she got a breast reduction. Mm -hmm. Her mom was like, yes, ma'am. Insurance company said yes, because there was documentation from her physician. Like, girl would be missing a couple of days from school because her back, like this thing was impacting her health. So her insurance Absolutely. company paid for it. So the doctor told her, well, you know, when you have kids, you can never breastfeed. And I took all of that out, all of the memory glands, like I took it out. And now like I see her um, years and decades after, she's able to find tops that she can right. take to. She has an eight-year-old child. She's not complaining of back pain anymore. She said, Kim, I would do it again in a heartbeat because like you have no clue how this was impacting my overall health. Mm -hmm. So would you say that it's different if it impacts health versus vanity? Absolutely. Absolutely. It's different. I think for your health, you got to do what you got to do um, for your, for your daily living activities of daily living. You need to do what you got to do. If your back is hurting every day. I know several people who've had breast reductions because of the back pain that they were dealing with. Shoot. I'm looking for breasts, but they had to do <laughs> breast reductions. <laughs> Yeah, to do a breast reduction. And, and I'm cool with that. Like I, 
well, you know, when I was at the plastic surgeon, it's a funny thing. I was there and he was like, what about the breasts? You're going to do something. I think this, I think I went for a console after baby number three. Uh-huh. He was like, what about the breasts? What are we going to do? Cause I was like a 32 AB or, you know, something really? like that. Yeah. Yeah. Really, I mean, Joanne. That's me. That's usually how small I am. So you are a 32. These are uh, a? AB, you know, there's an AB. <laughs> Sometimes I'm 32 B. So at that point, I think I was training for the Spartan. Oh, so you lost a lot of body fat. So I had lost a lot of body fat and I lose body fat top to bottom first. So I lose top first. I'll lose my breasts first because that's fat tissue that's making them big, y'all. Girl, I'm here trying yeah. to give up some of mine. I'm a C-cup. No. So I, I was always a 32B, but at that time I was like a 32AB when I went to see him. And he's like, what about this? We're going to do something about this? I'm like, nah, I don't want to add anything. I, I don't want to put anything in, in yeah, my yeah. body. Um, cause there's some conditions that are coming out with the breast cancer, oh, yeah. uh, breast cancer with, um, oh, the yeah. breast inductions. For sure. Um, so I, I don't want to do anything like that. So I was like, no, no, let's focus on what is semi vanity, semi, I need to make sure that my core is going to stay strong. So like in the last year, I've done a lot with maintaining and keeping my core sh- strong, um, so it's definitely gotten smaller in my diastasis, but it's still there. Mm-hmm. It's probably one finger. I haven't measured in a while. I don't even know how wide it is right now, but it's there. And I'm like, do I really want to go get cut? Because every time you have surgery, you're at risk for complications. Mm-hmm. You're opening yourself. Mm-hmm. So do I really want to do that? So yeah, I think there's an absolute difference from people who are doing surgeries that may seem that like it's vanity, but it's in actuality, their health and people who are doing it for, for vanity, like there's a, there's a difference. And then there's people who are doing extreme health measures because they're trying to, or extreme, they're doing extremes so that they can get to better health. But they're skipping steps. True. They're not trying to do the basics, like I always say. True. True. And, you know, that also brings me to the hair. Have you seen those videos on social media where, like, the guys go to Turkey and they have, like, these hair implants? Have you seen those yet? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's been around for years. I never know about that. There's Uh this one guy that did it and, you know, went there, spent less than 48 hours, turned back, came home. The man's face swelled up. The whole, the whole of the man's face. Yeah, looked like he had two different foreheads above each eye. Oh no! Jaw swell up, bad, bad, bad. And I was just like, "What is that?" <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! Is that see? That's the thing. Is that worth that? Right. And so I, was, I remember ER, and I was just like, "Oh my god." I don't know if you remember uh, this about Oprah. Oprah has always had bags under her eyes or her eyes were always puffy underneath. And I was an Oprah fanatic back in the day when she had her uh-huh. show. I watched every Oprah show um, from when I can, I could, I was allowed to and until I was in Seville <laughs> and she ended. So I remember her saying that she knows she has these puffy eyes. 
Mm-hmm. And y'all see them and they talk, people talk about them all the time. And she's been, she's had cons- consultation. I mean, it's Oprah. She has access to the best of the best. Yeah, she's yeah. had consultations, but the risk was her losing either her eye or her vision. Stop. And she's like, Mm-mm. that's wow. why I've done it is because it's not worth the risk to me. I definitely see that. There, there was this um, actress, I forget her name. I can tell you her name right quick. She just came out. Um, there was a movie, I think I was looking at it on Hulu. Um, I'm going to give you her name. And she was saying she's been ridiculed for not getting plastic surgery. Oh, uh, she's an as you know, woman. social media, the media is brutal. Yeah, and fans are brutal. Horrible, but I, I don't think she looks horrible. I think she looks good. I think she looks real. Um, is it Jane Fonda? Let me look. Oh, Jane. Let me, let me old school Jane Fonda. No, it's not Jane Fonda because Jane Fonda. I'm not gonna say allegedly, supposedly. Maybe it's Sally Field. You're talking about one of the old school peoples? Uh-huh. Come on. Why is my browser not working? Yeah, it's Sally Field. Sally Field was saying that she was told she looked absolutely horrid because she refuses to get plastic surgery. Mm-hmm. And I think she looks great for her age. Honestly. I'm looking at her right now. She looks great to me. She was saying that like she's been told she's absolutely she's 76 years old. She's been told she looks absolutely horrid, that she doesn't look good, that she needs to do something. And she was like, no. Mm-hmm. 76. 76. Uh, you know what? I think uh, the same has been said about Sarah Sarah Jessica Parker, Sex in the City. Really? I think the same has been said about her. Like people, you know, are saying like she is not having surgeries she should have surgeries and I think her response and I may be wrong putting more in people's mouth but if I remember correctly she said something like she's aging gracefully she is <laughs> she's allowing herself to age without any you know fillers or anything being done to her face that drastically changes who she is and I went she's 58 she's 58 years old and she wants to look like somebody who has the wisdom and not look like she's a Barbie doll. What do you feel about these fillers? Like let's not talk about let's talk about Botox. I feel like Botox is something that is quite accessible. I know in my little town where I live, you see a lot of these nurse practitioners coming up with Botox clinics galore because I feel like Botox is more accessible than like a plastic surgery. Uh-huh. Um like every time like I go like this like my family was like, don't do that. You'll get wrinkles and you need Botox. And I'm like, well, boo. But like, what is your take on Botox? See, I can't even, I, I can only say as I'm turning 42 this year, I, I don't think you can really understand it. I guess, unless you're in a situation, um, yeah. I don't look 42. I don't no. look 42, but I'm doing things to, Cause I don't know what 10 years down the line is going to look like based on what my mom and her sisters and all that, they look but young. You're, for you're, I've seen your mom. Your mom ain't second at all. Yeah. Now. She doesn't look somebody who's turning 70. No, like, I don't know what's going to happen in 10 years. So I'm, I, you know, I'm making sure like my facial uh, cleansing regimen is on point. I started using 
like eye creams and mm-hmm. um, you know serums and stuff. Yeah. I do all kinds of research because I also want to make sure. I mean, your skin is porous. Whatever you're putting yeah. in there is being absorbed. I don't want anything right. to result in inflammation or um, you know put me at risk for anything. Mm-hmm. So I research the brand that I'm using, the ingredients that are in there. Um, you know, I do all that before I start using things, and I do a lot of the natural stuff as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, like Botox is a bacteria they're inserting into their face, right? That's what I thought it was too. That's what it I is. mean, I, I've known a few people that have had Botox and that it's, it's such a, it's like a catch 22. I don't want to say it's a yeah. conundrum, but it's a catch 22 because I realized we have been blessed with melanin and melanin resists resists a lot of the aging process the eight yes um and i know some people that are caucasian that do it and they have not been blessed by god with melanin so i I don't know what to say because and I'm, I'm trying to be polite here I'm trying to be polite <laughs> so I'm having like a word salad at this moment but I think you guys understand what I'm trying to say I mean it see so that's why I'm saying like it's hard to speak when you're not in that situation so if 10 years from now I don't like the way that I'm aging would I not do it I don't know I'm of the mindset now, I can never say never for anything. Right now, I can say that it's a no for me. Fillers are a no for me. Um, Botox is a no for me. But 10 years down the line, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know if I'm trying to look a certain way. Do I care? I I want my face to move as well, too. I want, if I'm laughing, for you to see it in my eyes and, you know, you see my cheeks move and I'm not so tight. Yeah, and you know, yeah. everyone you know who are adding fillers in Hollywood, they're doing it so extreme that everybody got high cheekbones that didn't have high cheekbones. I mean, cheekbones right. high up, and you're like, <laughs> <laughs> why? And then your skin is so taut, so pulled, you know, yeah, like, the texture to their skin anymore because everything is so smooth. Um, it's you're absolutely right. But but what are the risks to these things? Like if you're doing them every month, we we don't know. What are the That's risks? The I think we know. I think it's not publicized as well. I think Maybe. more research is. Are those risks worth it? Yeah, I, I don't know of any risks. That sounds like well, we we don't know. But you know, as science evolves and it changes, because like honestly, you know, there's plastic surgeons that they themselves get Botox. And they give it yeah. to their, their patients. And I keep remembering that smoking was once deemed as, oh, do this for your health. So as science evolves and changes, I think we'll get more information on the possible pros and cons. And it will really polarize us on one side. Right, right. So here, look, I'm looking at Mayo Clinic right now, mm-hmm. Botox risks. Mm-hmm. Um the procedure can result in unwanted results or even cause harm if it's given incorrectly. Possible side effects, excuse me, possible side effects and unwanted results include 
pain, swelling, or bruising. Of course, you're injecting something. Headaches or flu-like symptoms. A crooked smile or drooling. Droopy eyelids or crooked eyebrows. Um, watery or dry eyes. Infection at the injection site. Now, I don't know how long these would last either. Mm-hmm. Rarely says the medicine may spread to the parts of the body where it isn't supposed to go. It can mm. cause symptoms there as well. So these symptoms, you know, could be muscle weakness, vision problems, breathing problems, allergic reactions. Like it could, you know, and uh, me being in the inflammatory space or anti-inflammatory space, I always look at anything that you're introducing into your body puts you at risk for inflammation because your body, your body wants to work how it wants to work. And Mm -hmm. it's going to be like, what is this? We're going to attack it because we don't want it here. And if it starts trying to attack it and that inflammatory response never goes back to its norm, then chronic inflammation starts setting in. And here we go. Mm -hmm. I see what you're saying. It's a rough one. It's a rough one. So it's definitely, you know, a choice in what we do and what we think. I mean, as I, again, I'm over 40, so I can't speak on what somebody's doing who looks a certain way right now. For me right now, it's a no, but 10 years down the line, it may be a yes. Right. I mean, like, honestly, I've never even considered altering a body part to that extreme. Like when I say extreme, I'm talking about well, I guess maybe it's not extreme. I guess extreme is seen from the eyes of the beholder because I right. know if I were to have a diastasis recti, I'm like, oh yes, we're yeah. definitely doing something because I know I value my core strength and I don't want to do right. anything. Because I mean, I have had back pain before and that thing is debilitating. Okay. Debilitating. Not I fine. don't want to deal with that. So I can just imagine as I age, how much more debilitation and lower back pain I could experience. So right. I know a surgical procedure like a diastasis recti, I probably would, but something a little less invasive, like a Botox, I probably wouldn't. But I think that is because the Lord has blessed me with melanin and it's protective, in my opinion, in my opinion. Um, but the diastasis recti, the procedure to correct it is a tummy tuck. It's just the same. Oh, really? Yeah, it's, it's categorized as the same. Because oh, I was like, insurance won't pay for this because this is, you know, not how my stomach's supposed to be. Insurance uh-huh. was like, no, we ain't paying for this. Are you kidding me? Mm-mm. Wow. Okay. Yeah. I did not know that. So, but don't they sew the muscles back together? Yeah, they're sewing stuff back together. Um, they're it's really- not just simply like taking out the fat and tucking it in. It's like a whole no, muscular. I mean, Thank God when I, you know, I'm working out, I'm doing my stuff, fat falls, start falling off. So I didn't, I didn't even have any fat in my abdomen for him to remove when I went Uh there. And he was like, yeah, we would just sew it back in and then, um, yeah, fix the skin and, but that falls under the tummy tuck category. Interesting. Interesting. So goes with the categorization and, uh, what healthcare will and will not choose to do because healthcare is a business. Right. I, I, want, I want people out there to want to do the slow process of things for themselves. When I say that, like, let's not skip to 
the extreme um, when it comes to our health and us trying to reach our health. This is outside, speaking outside of people who need to do things because of their health. I'm speaking to the people, you know, I was telling Kim earlier, like my mom was doing these water detox, foot detox, mm -hmm. sorry. Foot detox, um, she was going somewhere, paying the money, putting your feet in the water, and the water was turning brown, and it was foamy, and she said it was even oily, and I was like, that don't even sound right. Within a 30-minute minute period, I think it's 30 minutes she does it for, but within like 10 minutes, all these like black specks are popping up, and I'm like, listen, I've taken enough anatomy, <laughs> anatomy and physiology and how the chemistry of the body works. And I was like, so when you take your feet out the water, do you see oil oozing from your foot? Is where the black specks, where all that coming from? And she was like, I don't know. This is what it is. So she had me buy her one of these things. And I said, okay, let me, let me put on my research hat. Did went doing research. And I'm like, what exactly is happening in this? What is the process? So what I was reading is that Within these machines, the ionization, when it, you know, mixes with water, that's what's turning stuff brown and all that stuff. <laughs> and so <laughs> I ordered it for her because if I don't, she's going to just think I'm, I'm hating or, no. you know, so I said, when you get it, I want you to put the water in there. Add the little pinch of salt. It's like a pinch of salt. It ain't even anything where you're like, well, Epsom salt does have, um, you know, it helps with like muscle relaxation and all that stuff. No, it's a pinch. Mm -hmm. Added a pinch of salt. I said, do it the same way it's always done. Don't put your foot in there. Don't put your feet in there. And so mm -hmm. she did. Turn it on. The thing within 10 minutes, specks of black. Mm. Water started turning brown. And she was like, oh my goodness, look how they've been stealing my money, girl. Mm -hmm. But she was doing this for health benefits. Right. right. You know, not knowing that it wasn't really doing anything. Right. And I think, you know, this is where, you know, as you said, you put on your research hat and you exposed it for what it was, which was a big old fallacy. So I think you know, more people need to realize that the things that we do yeah. when it comes to modifying our body, bodies, whether that's for something cosmetic or even if it's for our health, that we definitely need to do our research right. to see like really what's going on. What are the risks? What are the benefits? What are other people saying? Is there a Facebook group <laughs> online right. somewhere that speaks about, well, this happened to me because I, I feel a lot like even like talking to my mom my mom likes to use a lot well I didn't know yeah ma'am ma'am this is why you're in some of the issues you are right now because you don't take the time to do the research if something sounds good you just go with it instead of saying hold on pause let me take my time and let me do research so absolutely I, I I research everything and I'm not saying that I'm not a spur of a moment kind of person if I'm trying to buy some shoes I'll research to find the cheapest price Mm -hmm. where I find the cheapest price, but it may be I'm somewhere and I really want that shoe and I don't have the time to research. I'm like, okay, I'm gonna pay the money. But everything I do, I research. I got these sister locks in my head and I'm in a whole bunch of Facebook groups geared towards right. 
I researched right. for about six months trying to figure out which one did I want everything. And now I'm seeing people posting and they're like, I went, I paid all this money and it didn't turn out right. You uh-huh. didn't research. No, because maybe you went to a lactation that wasn't certified to do system. Right. Because it's a trademark, isn't it? It is a trademark, but yeah. you know, the locks are micro locks. And so there's other types of micro locks. And mm-hmm. that person, you know, people are always like, you know, the, this don't look normal. Look at my, my roots or my, mm-hmm. like that. And I'm like, y'all didn't even research. You just was like, oh, you're because Instagram and social media has been mm-hmm. pushing micro locks for the last year. Now I see it all over mm-hmm. and you're seeing how gorgeous things look, but you didn't research for yourself. Like what works best for you and your hair texture, what works exactly. for your finances, because it is low maintenance, but it's not low finances because you still paying uh-huh. every month to maintain it. And I'm like, did you do the research? And so everything that we do, I think we need to keep in mind that we need to research. You're trying to um, do something to better for the betterment of your health, research. What's going to work for you best? Financially, what are the interventions that you can sustain to get to that goal of better health? Mm-hmm. Okay. Is, is that intervention that you're choosing going to have any kind of counter- um, or contraindications with what is going on with you currently, any kind of medical conditions that you may have. Sure. We don't just introduce things into our bodies without these questions. And I think that's what leads us to issues. And the next thing you know, you're having uh, issues because of the one thing that you did, and now you're paying Boku money to fix the first thing that you did you know I definitely agree I definitely agree I think you know a lot of people should take away even though we would like you to take the stairs and not the elevator when it comes to your health but at the end of the day it's a decision that you make and it's the consequences that you live with the benefits and the consequences for whatever decision you make like you know the man that chose to change his height you know, we can't go tell them, no, sir, you know, right. don't do that. But definitely do your research. See if you're willing to take on the risks mm-hmm. as well as the benefits and whatever makes you happy at the end of the day and helps boost your health. Because I know some people may be like, well, I got the hair plugs from Turkey because I was depressed and mm-hmm. that is impacting my health. Right. I decided to um, get taller because this was for my mental health. So definitely as long as you're willing to take on the pros and the cons, hey, I'm, right. I'm, I'm okay with that. Just don't go in blindly. Ask the questions yeah. and know where, what could happen, what may happen. Exactly. Just know exactly. it all. And that's with everything when it comes to your health, your nutrition, your your physical health, when it comes to um, going to a medical professional and having actual surgery in something, ask the question wow. so that you know where you're, you stand so you're not you know, blindsided. I agree. I 100% agree. So with that being said, everyone, we thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Make sure to give us five stars and don't hesitate to leave a comment to let us know what you think about the topic that we have discussed today. Don't forget to share this topic with a friend and we'll see you next week on Nutrition Lifestyle. Bye, everyone. Bye, guys.